Hello, everyone, and welcome to Think Yourself Healthy podcast. I'm your host, Heather Duranja. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, I have a really unique guest with us today, Liz Zamorski. Liz is a tarot reader and psychic mentor. She went from being a corporate lawyer to a full-time psychic in 2020 and now serves clients around the globe with healing and psychic clarity. She calls herself the anti-beige psychic and loves to use joy and high vibes as activation points in all of her offerings. What a cool bio. I can't say I've read too many of those. Thanks. It's the anti-beige bio as well. I love it. I love it. So you'll have to give us a, um, a deeper insight to what that means for you. And I'm very curious how you went from, it's funny, I did an interview yesterday with a, um, with a gentleman who also was a lawyer and then in 2020 decided that he had to leave that that profession and now he helps individuals with mindfulness so very cool transitions i love when people hear their inner calling and honor that so tell us a little bit about your journey liz how you uh went from lawyer to you know psychic yeah i i like to say lawyer to light worker because it's just love fun it. to say yes absolutely. <laughs> but, um, Exactly. I was actually working um, at an international law firm in Dubai. Um, so, I mean, really wow. talk about, you know, capitalism and I'm not going to say bad things about Dubai. It's a fantastic place, but I was there really in it being a corporate lawyer, working the long, crazy hours. Um, I met a Swedish guy. We ended up getting married. We had our daughter and when our daughter turned two, so this is six years ago now, when our daughter turned two, we, my husband and I really felt like we both just feel like it's time for a change. And we were deep into the matrix, you know, like we were deep into just being like, this is what you do. You right. pursue like a really um, big career. He owned his own post-production studio for special effects and CGI in Dubai. So we were both doing well for ourselves in our respective fields, but they were both high intensity, high pressure, um, high exchange, you know, where yes, you're getting compensated, but there's a really heavy energetic exchange that's required of you. Absolutely. Your focus. Yeah. Your focus, well, your personal life, your time. Yeah. So, and I can imagine just being in Dubai itself, that there would be such distortion. I've never personally visited, but my, you know, interpretation from what I've gathered is how do you exist, you know, in that kind of environment other than being so deeply attached to the matrix? Yeah. And, and that was where we were. That was what we did to survive. We made incredible friendships we made incredible connections there. We met one another there. We really saturated ourselves as much as we could in what was on offer there, mm -hmm. not just in terms of the glitz and the glamour and, you know, the seven diamond hotel, but also, you know, going out in the desert and going up in the mountains and being um, long distance runners there where we could really get out and see more of the Emirates instead of just kind of staying in the smoggy, you know, foggy, um, high rise jungle there. And so 
we really, I would say that we really made the best of the situation there, but we were very assimilated to that situation. Mm -hmm. And so when our daughter turned two, we were, we were at this turning point where we said, okay, like she's now at an age where she's starting to notice that we're gone. Mm -hmm. She's starting to notice what's going on around her. She's starting to notice just how the world works in this place. And through a lot of kind of soul searching at the time, we made the decision to sell my husband's business that I would become a temporary stay-at-home mom and that we would move our family to Sweden, which is where my husband's from. And, you know, there were myriad reasons and the nature was a big part of it. Being close to family was another part of it. And also so our daughter could learn the language from an early age. Mm -hmm. You know, there were all these just really good practical reasons to move here. And when we got here, we ended up finding a place to live on this island right outside of Gothenburg, which is like the second city of, it's like the Chicago of Sweden, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so we found this little island that, um, I, it's probably about five miles around, and there wow. are about a thousand people who live on this island, but it is just ideal. It's car-free. People drive golf carts around. Wow. I've got a little club car that I drive around, but it was like, my life got really quiet mm -hmm. all of a sudden when we moved here, my daughter was going to this preschool every day. And so when she would go to preschool, I would take myself on a walk through the woods. And I was just like still mm -hmm. in matrix mindset, but I just started going in the woods every day and thinking like, oh, you know, I'll get exercise here. This is beautiful. I love the woods and little by little something, you know, how the woods work, you know, how nature oh, yeah. works. It just started recalibrating. It started rewiring me mm -hmm. almost effortlessly. The only effort I was putting in was tying my shoes, putting on weather appropriate clothes and getting into the woods. Wow! But I kept, I started telling people, I was like, I don't know, but and I was raised Catholic. So was I. I was like the woods, it feels like when I walk in, even the entrance to the woods, it's like walking into a cathedral. It's those tall old growth trees that just bow in the middle. Yeah. It, it just was awe inspiring. It was so incredible. I, I kept saying like, this is my therapy. This is where I go. This is walking prayer. This is meditation. This is mindfulness. And I just developed this relationship with myself in a different way. And I, was doing this every day for the first two years we lived here and just leaps and bounds, really opening my mind in ways that I didn't receiving messages and not realizing that's what was happening, yeah. like connecting with different energies and not realizing that was happening. Mm -hmm. And it was about, it was in the fall of 2018. So just over three years ago that I found this podcast of this spiritual guy. And I just started listening to, and you know, I have ghost stories from way back. I have, you know, things that happened as I was a kid that I couldn't explain. And so I started listening to this spiritual psychic podcast and the way the guy was talking about what it is to be clairvoyant or clairaudient or to be tapped into your different intuitive senses. I was like, Oh, there's a name for that. Like this, I do this all the time. And I feel like it actually made me an incredible lawyer. It oh. made me an incredible student growing up because I could really listen to what people were saying, but also get to the energy behind it mm -hmm. and then be able to 
give a response that just spoke directly to the issue Mm -hmm. that spoke directly to what they needed in that moment. And I started realizing that there were names for this, you know, (laughs) exactly. And I was like, I'm, I'm channeling. This is what I'm doing. I love public speaking. And part of the reason I love doing it is that I've realized I'm up there channeling the whole time and using the tools that I have in the third dimension, but also using this ability I have to integrate what's coming through and my background at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for this like psychic course that he had. And, you know, I didn't really feel like I, I learned a lot from that mm-hmm. um, because it felt like it was, I was like, well, the woods do this for me. Like everything right. that he was saying, I was like, this is what I do in the woods. Um, but so then I was offered a seat in a beta Oracle card reading course. December, 2021. So just over three years ago. Okay. And when I picked up Oracle cards for the first time and started listening to, to the readings that other people were giving, I was like, I don't feel like I'm actually reading the card. I feel like the card is this catalyst for me to be able to channel a whole different story. And I, shortly thereafter, I started working for the first time in Sweden I went back to being legal counsel for a software company. And from the time that I stepped into that office, cause I was like, I need something stable. I need to get back in an off. I need to start working with people again. So I went with what I knew, mm-hmm. which was being a lawyer. And the moment I stepped into that company to the moment I left 15 months later, I was, it was like my whole nervous system. Everything about the experience was terrible. And I was like, these are very pleasant people, but I should not be here. It's Mm -hmm. physically painful for me to come here every day. Mm -hmm. And when I would say that to other people, not, not my coworkers, but when I would say that to friends and I was just opening that experience up to them, my friends were all kind of like, what do you mean? It's physically painful to go to work. And I was like, okay, I'm speaking a different language Mm -hmm. here. Yes. And I, in April of 2020, I sent in my resignation. So the, the global upheaval had just kind of started. Mm -hmm. Um, we were a month out from the first wave and April 19th, I quit my job. And I was like, I'm going to be a full-time tarot card reader. Um, after that Oracle card class, I got into tarot reading and I'm just self-taught, but this is also part of what I teach my clients is that like anybody can do this and it's not about memorizing that's, that's 78. Really good to hear because yeah. you know, I, I've always been very attracted to Oracle. It feels very easy. It feels very natural for me, but with the tarot, it's been very intimidating and mm-hmm. I have perceived it as it's something that you must be taught. You must have memorized. And yeah. so I've really, I have a deck and I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. You know, I'm like, I don't know what to do this. So when I came across you, I believe it was on a podcast and I was just like, so drawn to you. Literally. I was literally like, I must know this woman. She is amazing. Your energy is incredible. And as I hear you speak and telling more about your story, it's interesting because it correlates a lot. It's very similar. There's some similarities in terms of how I became into my own gifts as well. 
And it started in 2018 when I went up into Mount Shasta. And ironically enough, it was late fall of 2018 when this started to happen for me. And as I'm in nature and I'm hearing these voices and these things, these knowings are coming to me and I'm going, okay, if I start telling people this, they're going to think I'm fucking crazy. They're going to think I'm in psychosis and I've lost my mind. But the more solitude that I had in, in nature specifically, the more supported I felt to a point where I couldn't deny it anymore. I couldn't, I was like, okay, I have to just receive and accept this and I'm going to cultivate it somehow, some way. So I feel you so strongly on that. And then also being in a work environment that um, was very much part of the matrix. For me, it was the medical system. And every time I stepped in, I was completely drained. And ironically enough, at this time, I was staying in a hotel and the person who worked the front desk, she noticed how when I would leave in the morning, I'd be in this high energetic vibration. And then in the evening, when I would come back, I would just be completely drained. So she told her grandmother about me. And her grandmother said she needs protection around her heart. And her grandmother dug this out of Mount Shasta, spent 14 hours shining it, grinding it, making it into this beautiful pendant. And this has literally been around my neck since 2018. And I've told my children and my husband, whenever I get cremated and die, the sucker's going in the ocean with me. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. And it's from that land that you, that really plugged you so in. deeply. Yes. Wow. I knew I had a lot of root chakra issues from just my childhood, um, you know, growing up with a lot of, uh, dysfunction and toxicity, my biological father abandoning, abandoning me at, you know, two years old, not being able to understand that just a lot of chaos. So for me, when I stepped foot in Mount Shasta, I was not prepared for how healing it was going to be just to be in its presence. And then I ended up learning that Mount Shasta is the world Mecca for the root chakra. And I was like, oh my God, this all makes so much sense. And I could tell you even something more crazy. So in summer of 2018, I walked away from an emotionally neglective relationship where I literally had lost everything. Every piece of myself had become suicidal, couldn't understand what was happening to me. It was just complete self-betrayal. And so I went home to my parents' house in the Midwest, was even more miserable, lying in bed, crying every day, doing meditation, praying. I, like you, was also raised Catholic. So there's a lot of conditioning and programming that comes with that and a lot of guilt as you try to receive spirit. So I'm trying to work through all these things. And it was early fall. I'm going, how am I going to pick myself up? How am I going to support myself? What am I going to do? And I got up to go to the bathroom. And I receive a text message that says, are you ready to go to Northern California? And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I am. And so I text it back. And apparently it was a job that I had applied for in January of the previous year. And so everything fell into place. I hopped on a plane. I got out there and that's where my healing journey began. It was just a very beautiful experience. I love it. And isn't it so incredible 
how many of us have this type of origin story where we literally had to be lifted out of where we were in the grid. Yeah. We had to be lifted out and transplanted where the work could actually happen. Yep. Yep. I, I mean, there's so much about your story that just resonates and is blowing my mind, but that in nature really, is always a fundamental component of being able to receive the information. So yeah. I have another question. As you were speaking, I got very curious. Do you know your human design? I do. I'm a two, four generator. Okay. All right. I was, I was thinking maybe a projector. So I am a projector. And so when you're talking about how you feel like you channel, this was something that I had experienced my whole life. You know, I, I love to be on stage, clearly having a podcast, you know, I, I love to talk period. Yeah. I'm also a Leo, so it's double, right? So I love to talk. I love to share stories and I'm extremely animated. And so throughout my life, I would, you know, get on stage. I would be speaking to audiences and then someone would ask me to repeat myself. And I'd be like, I don't even know what the fuck I just said. And then I would judge it. I'd be like, oh God, I'm such an idiot. Why can't I remember what I said? Like what's wrong with me? But then after learning my human design and understanding that I'm a projector and that I flow, that I'm channeling information through me, that it's okay. And that was a huge step in acceptance for me with these gifts <laughs> once I was able to integrate that into my knowing. Yeah. And it is so incredible where if you're very verbal, Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like we're more attuned to the channeling because we're so used to being in the flow and kind of getting lost in just letting it flow out of us and hoping that it's making sense, but also trusting ourselves yeah. very deeply. Yeah. And this is what I think is actually the most important ingredient to practicing with the tarot. It's not the card meetings. It's not, I'll talk to you about that in a little bit. <laughs> like it's not about the card meetings. It's not about the pictures on the cards. It's about how, how are you feeling? How are you coming to it? What is standing out to you? It's the confidence. And that's what you need to bring to it. The confidence and the self-trust, but also if that's something that you can't bring to the tarot, the promise of the tarot is that it will help you cultivate that through practice. It helps you ground into, I trust myself. I trust the information coming through and I trust that the wisdom is already inside of me. And I just kind of need a mirror to hold up to reflect that back to me. Right. And that's what the tarot offers. And that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I can understand why people struggle with that because we've been so conditioned to, um, not trust ourselves, not trust that inner knowing. We're so evidence-based. We need the facts. We don't realize that this stuff is very biased, you know? And so we've been taught to not trust that inner knowing. And so what I'm hearing is having that intention of just trusting allows the vibrational frequency to be at a place where you can truly receive what is already within you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're hearing it exactly as it should be. And that's it is that it, it really is. That's the second element. So the first one is just come with a little bit of trust, mm -hmm. open-minded, confident, trusting mm -hmm. the rest will be cultivated for you. But the second thing is really intention. 
It's the intentionality. And so this, the tarot also offers itself as a tool for us to live more intentionally, because when you get into the practice of setting an intention before you pull the cards, it starts turning into muscle memory Mm -hmm. and everything. You start noticing how you're moving through life unintentionally because this, the difference is so stark. Right. Where, and I say like the tarot is like a GPS, it's a system it's, and it gives you some direction, but if you don't have an intention, if you don't have what you want to get out of it, then the GPS can't give you the instructions. It can't give you any direction. Mm -hmm. It's just a tool. It just sits there. And so when people go into reading tarot and they don't have an intention set, that's when you start seeing readings that are all over the place or, you know, people who read um, a lot of negativity into the cards. And I'm just like, that's someone who's not reading with intention because if it's always negative, it's not actually giving you any information on how to get yourself out of that state. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. And I'm feeling less intimidated as you continue to explain. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that just like any of these other tools, tarot has been gatekept for so long. And I really feel like that is part of my mission of working with the tarot is to kind of unlock, I'm the... I'm the Queen Elsa of the tarot world where I'm unlocking the gates and I'm just opening them up and I'm like, everybody come on in. Let, like, let's just see what this is about because it's not this like, like scary, mm-hmm. you've got to be, um, you know, mentored by someone who's a fifth generation, witch. like right. it's accessible. And it's really about seeing, letting it be the tool that it needs to be for you, which is going to be different than for me and for other people. Mm-hmm. So I I like what you're saying, because this is a tangible tool that people can connect with. Since we have been so conditioned to, you know, need band-aids and things, this is kind of like a bridge that one can really utilize to help expand their knowing and that self-trust and really step into those psychic abilities that we all have. Yeah, absolutely. And what's neat too, is that I really, the tarot has taught me so much just based on the questions people ask. Mm. It has taught me to get really good at focusing in on issues and asking, I'll say the right questions Uh asking because I used to go live on YouTube and give like live tarot readings. I mean, the, this, Anybody who can do that and has like really great spiritual boundaries, more power to them. Mm-hmm. I realized that I was coming off of live readings like that, mm-hmm. just totally drained. Cause it was like my, my generator energy was just being sapped. Yeah. 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 And so, but people, most of the time would be asking questions like, is my ex going to take me back? How do I get my ex back? Is this person thinking of me? they were really low vibration questions about that really went to people's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And I realized really early on with those kind of questions that I was like, I'm not even picking up the cards to answer this question because I'm not going to use my channel in this way. Mm-hmm. If you are asking about a relationship, our vibration, if you're high vibration, you're vibrating at a level where you're bringing in health, love, high, high self-worth, all of these high vibrational energies that we're trying to cultivate. And that cannot hold, it cannot sustain 
anything that doesn't vibrate on that level. Mm-hmm. And so when people would be coming to me asking about, you know, relation, getting somebody back, you know, it always rang with desperation. And I was like, before you even try to focus on a relationship, you need to shift the focus back to yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to get really clear on your sovereignty and the sovereignty of others. And your sovereignty is not allowing you to make a really low vibration choice right now. And that's why that person is being kept away from you for your own good. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a follow-up question, I'll, I'll clearly answer it, but you know, it was really teaching me how to teach others also about their sovereignty, their free will, Mm -hmm. their ability to question what Mm -hmm. it is that they've been taught that they should want. I know you talk, you speak to this um, quite a bit about questioning what the status quo in many different ways. And I feel like the tarot is also a really great tool for doing that Mm -hmm. because it really shows us our true feelings about something, our true inclinations about something. And there's no veil. There's no, it's your subconscious speaking to you directly. Yeah. And so there's not, there's no fooling around with that. Like you're going to get the answer. Yeah. I love it. And I also love the fact that, you know, you really address needing to incorporate self-love And for me, again, back in 2018, when I chose to leave this relationship, having to take responsibility for why I kept ending up in these narcissistic codependent relationship dynamics, I could no longer be the victim. And once I chose to drop out victimhood mindset and embrace the self-love piece, which was never conditioned in me, and I never was conditioned around boundaries, like what the hell were boundaries? I didn't know what those were. Um, It really just completely changed my life. And I am so grateful for having to go through all of those experiences because I can now understand how they were working for me. And so I can imagine when people are asking, you know, about relationships and all of those things that they're so stuck in that victim mentality. They're not really ready to actually receive anything greater because it's justifying what their core inner belief system is based on. So it makes a lot of sense. And I honor you for helping to guide people towards that knowing that's, that's amazing. And like, thank you. And like you said, I mean, my origin story, you know, childhood, dysfunctional family, abuse, Catholicism, you know, religion. Oh, yeah. coming oh my gosh. It. We could have a whole yeah. session on just the Catholicism. Oh. Yeah. The whole nine yards. I, and, and like growing up, therefore being a people pleaser because I was a parent pleaser first. So then I just became a general people pleaser, Mm -hmm. codependency, anxiety, depression. You know, I was going through that full spectrum of mental illness, my whole adult life and going from therapist to therapist and, you know, just not really getting to the core issues. Um, And then again, like when I was doing this work in nature, I really opened myself up because I said, like, I really need to call in a holistic practitioner of some sort Mm -hmm. who can really hold space for the healing that I'm ready to do. Mm -hmm. Because I knew that I had kind of come to this point where my, my inner child, my inner fear was so good at holding everything in. Yeah. 
And I chipped away at it as much as I, I could by myself. And this holistic um, therapist came into my life very quickly. And I've been working with her for a few years. And so doing that very mindful healing work, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do it with you know a licensed practitioner, but doing that mindful healing on ourselves while also using these really high potency tools, Mm -hmm. it just creates this environment where we can, like you said, cultivate self-love and and be in gratitude and forgive ourselves and forgive others. And really say, like you said, I now can see all of what happened in my life as experiences and opportunities. And it gave me empathy and it gave me gratitude. It gave me forgiveness. It gave me this high vibe personality because I was like, well, I, I can't be held back here. I can't be held in this. Uh, Everything you're saying resonates so deeply within me. I'm getting like goosebumps all over. And, you know, in my opinion, I think light workers like yourself and myself, um, we have to go through those hard, um, times growing up. I think that it's very intentional. Our souls chose those lessons so that we could have greater understanding of true emotion, which is part of why we've come here to have this human experience. And then that way we can show up and be amazing teachers for others because we did go through it. We have the ability to you know, have that compassion, that grace, that empathy for others. But then also we've learned how to cultivate the tools. We've gone through it all. You know, yeah, there is no survived stone. It. Yeah, there is no stone yeah. that we haven't, you know, overturned in in order to seek something better. And what I'm hearing is that both you and myself, despite how challenging our our lives have been up to that point, you know, we chose optimism. We chose to maintain that high vibrational state to the best of our abilities and to the best of our knowing at that time. And that's beautiful. You know, that's courage. Yeah. That's bravery. That's, that's, that's sovereignty. It's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And I love everything you're saying. And it's, and it's the consistency with which we've done it. Yes. Yes. Because we kept, there was something in us from early on that just kept saying, this isn't it. Yep. You're a this, fighter. There's something better. There has to be something better. So I'm going to keep swimming toward the light, like swimming toward the surface to take that breath. Yep. And, you know, I love that we both really inhaled that in 2018 at the same time. I feel so connected to you. I feel Um, like same. And I feel like that many of us, I'm not sure when you were born, but I have a feeling we're probably similar in age. Um, And I feel like 2018 was when we got the major message of it's time to activate because something major is coming and the collective needs you, the collective needs your guidance. And this is exactly it. We are in a really unique evolutionary moment. This paradigm shift that we're experiencing is, is so profound. And, And I often sit back and think, wow, I can't believe I chose to come here to fight this battle, you know, to, yeah, to really fight the spiritual war that we have, you know, been subjected to for so long. And, um, it's exciting. 
in so many ways. And in some ways it's just like, wow, this is mind blowing, like just mind blowing when you have the ability to recognize what's truly happening. I read a book by, um, I want to say it was Martha Beck and it was called the way to integrity. And both you and I, it sounds like we have so many similarities and our brains were wired for evidence. You went to law school, you had to, you know, practice bet off of, of facts. And this is, this is the way it is. And for me, it was pre-med and it was taking all of that evidence, you know, from research and being able to apply that as the recommendations. But there was always something within me that said, this just doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like the way. And I've always honored that. And I'm so grateful for, for being able to do so. But the one thing that I was really able to embrace when reading this book was that this woman, she had so many different degrees, all of the credentials. And finally, she had to accept that no matter how many degrees she sought, she had a knowing within her that could not be proven, but was the truth. And hearing this perspective from her allowed me to really embrace that medical intuitive that I am. Because, you know, trying to go into the clinical world and be like, oh, I believe it's your liver and it's da 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 da. da. And then they're like, well, where's the facts? Where's, where's the evidence? You know, um, that was really intimidating. But What's crazy is once I was able to accept that as my truth and really go with it, the ability I have to help change people's lives and, and point them in the right direction that the conventional model has not been able to do and it's beaten them down, it's gaslit them, it's, it's left them completely hopeless and totally the victim feels so empowering. I'm like, Thank you for this gift. It's such a beautiful, beautiful gift to get to share with the world. And I embrace it 100% now. There is no denying. Well, and what's so beautiful about your journey and what you've just shared with me is that it feels, I'm going to have to find the name of this book and I'll send it to okay. you, but I read it recently. It's a really short old, it's an old book, but it talked about how medicine belonged to women mm -hmm. for all of human history. The women were the healers. We were the medicine women. We were the ones who made tinctures and we understood the body in, a, in an intuitive way, but also in this way that was passed down by oral tradition and right. by each family, you know, having their own set of recipes, their remedies. And, you know, they were the ones who received birth. They were the ones who healed the sick. They were the ones who buried and prepared the dead. And then it was only in the past few hundred years that it was co-opted by the patriarchy. Right. Because they found out that they could really put a set of rules and um, take the power out of the hands of the women mm -hmm. and institutionalize it. And, and make a lot of money. Like, and make a lot of money. Again, gatekeeping it. Yeah. Saying like this only learned men Yes. And most recently, some learned women yeah. can, can be appointed with these letters and anything that's not this is illegal and it's, we, we can't even allow it. Right. And what's happening now in this uprising is you're seeing so many medical intuitives, 
or healers or, you know, energy movers and all the whole spectrum, the apothecaries, the witches, people really stepping up and saying, I can't take 70 pills a day. Like my, like my boomer mother, right? I can't, I can't be constantly throwing pharmaceuticals at symptoms. Yeah. I need to cure myself. I'm going to seek out healers who really understand what's going on in my body. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust them yep. because I'm not taking 70 pills a day. You're so on point. And my mother is a boomer as well. And she has had a cocktail of medications that she has taken for at least the last 30 years that I am fully aware of. And they have, she's gotten to a point where it's just completely destroyed her, her, her body has broken down so badly, her GI tract, her, you know, her, her whole absorption, her metabolism, all of it. And it's just heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. But the exciting thing is, is that I see her finally coming around and starting to question and starting to make some changes in her own life where she is starting to reduce the dependency on those medications. So that's, that's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Wow. I, I feel like, yeah, we're, we're definitely, there's this thing here and it's beautiful. And I yeah. knew it when I listened to that podcast with you, that it would be this exciting connection of just absolute flow, absolute flow. Yes. So you know, we've talked a little bit about tarot. So I purchased a deck. It didn't come with an owner's manual. I freaked oh, good. out. I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? So this actually happened for me is what I'm hearing. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like that, that deck needed to be with you. You needed to not have the owner's manual. Fabulous. Uh, cause, Cause that's actually one of the first things I'll say to people. I'm like, listen, put the book somewhere safe if you want, but somewhere that you can't access it easily okay. because we're going okay. off book. And what I would love to offer to you just as some quick guidance, if you would like it. Oh, absolutely. Is separate the major arcana from the minor arcana. The major arcana are those, those cards that don't belong to a suit. They go from zero with the fool to 21 with the world. And I want you to lay them out, even if they're on the floor, so that way you can really get a bird's eye view on them, lay them out in numerical order from, so from zero up to 21. Okay. And I want you to just visually start connecting with each card with this in mind this intention, show me the journey Ooh. Mm-hmm. because the major arcana, I mean, the whole tarot is a journey, but the major arcana has a hero's journey contained within those 22 cards. So from zero to 21 and the zero card is the avatar, the, the character. And when I say avatar, I mean the avatar for you Okay. in, in the tarot and that's the fool. And okay. so you start with the fool and then it starts going on its journey from one to 21 and just let that journey speak to you and let it tell you what it wants to tell you. And honestly, I feel like it's, you're going to get to the end. You'll probably be laughing, crying, burping, moving, ener- coughing, moving energy a lot, but you're going to be going, ah, what throughout. Okay. And, you kind of sounding like this. an ayahuasca trip. 
<laughs> it kind of it kind of is but without the vomiting <laughs> um, yeah it's it's the lighter ayahuasca trip but let it tell you the story that it wants to tell you about your journey and then with the other suits with the minor arcana i want you to split them up with this knowledge the cups are water energy so whatever water means to you okay the pentacles or the coins are earth energy. Okay. The swords are air energy. And the wands are fire energy. Okay. So I can already tell you that you're probably going to read the wands very easily, considering that you're a Leo sun sign mm -hmm. and that you are so connected with your fire. Those wands, I can guarantee they're just going to flow through you. Okay. And lay those cards out again, like from zero to, or from ACE to 10 and let yourself go through the journey. Okay. What energies are coming through with each of these suits? Um, I, I, I'm like, I don't want to jinx it, but I can guess that swords are probably going to be a bit more difficult for you to connect with because it's air energy. It is very logic based. It's these upper chakras. And so when you connect with that as a fire sign where you're so connected with your root and like yeah. you're just down there in the 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 three bottom chakras so much are Sagittarius air signs no Sagittarius are fire signs fire. which I am okay oh so you're like, Sag yeah we're sister signs okay yeah. so right. surprise right yeah um, <laughs> but I also want to point out to you too that you as a Leo your card in one of your cards in the deck is the strength card, which is number eight. Okay. And so I want you to pay, like pay special attention to that card, what it brings up for you. It can also be a really great card to journal with okay, and just have it and just channel as you journal or do automatic writing. And you can do this with kind of any of these cards. If you feel like you get stuck on a card, mm -hmm. get out a journal and just write on the top or set the intention. Like, what is this? What am I feeling blocked from getting from this card? What is blocking me? What has me held back? What don't I want to see here? And just start automatic writing, set a timer for five minutes, see what starts coming out. And again, I think it's going to be mind blowing for you because this is how I really worked through blocks. And when you feel good and comfortable with your own mm -hmm. interpretation of the cards, what comes up for you physically, which cards you look at and you're just like, Ooh, it chills you, you know, or cards that you look at and you're like, yes, that feels good. I like this one. Start noticing what those are. Okay. When you get really comfortable with the cards, then what's really fun to do is to start Googling the meanings of the cards as they come up after you've gotten comfortable with your own meaning. And guess what? you're going to be spot on. Yeah. This is how it works. You're going to be spot on yeah. because you're really connecting with your channel, with the energies that are coming through and using the card as basically just, you know, a, again, a catalyst. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not reading the card. It's not reading a definition. Mm -hmm. It's allowing the card to, to light something in your subconscious that brings messages through that otherwise are being held back by your ego. You have me so excited because <laughs> again, you know, I've had this deck for a while now. I'm talking like almost probably over two years and I haven't touched it because there's been such intimidation. And part of that has been the fact that it didn't have the book. Okay. Yeah. 
And then I needed the book to memorize. But the problem with this is I don't do well with memorization. I, I, I have an imagination. And so for yeah. me, my imagination is what allows for me to create and understand and integrate into my being and, and knowing. And so I really feel confidently that this was meant to happen. Yeah. Because those cards are holding something really, really special for me. Like really yeah. special. Yeah. I and am I so excited. Good. Yay. Yeah, I'm like, I, okay, check. I, no, seriously, because, the, you know, like I said, with the oracles, it's been really easy. Yeah. But with the tarot, there's just been something so daunting. And now I'm having such a greater understanding of why. And you're giving me the permission that I was desperately seeking in order to approach it from my way that most likely is going to be the way that I will understand and, and be able to integrate and, and learn from. This is yeah. huge. This is, so it is huge. And you know, what's really cool and <laughs> what's even cool, wait, but wait, there's more. <laughs> We're getting ready to climax cool here. <laughs> yeah. What's what happens, what you just described, you are flipping the matrix. You are overcoming a system in a very controlled environment where yeah, you're using yeah. these cards, but you're, you're overcoming this system that told you, you don't have permission to be here. Mm -hmm. You can't be part of this conversation and you don't have sovereignty here. You don't have free will here. Yeah. And so when you are overcoming those obstacles here and now in, in what feels like a really small way, you are shifting your energetic encoding. You're shifting the way that you approach every system that has felt off limits to you. Every system that has held you back or perceived to hold you back or to say, you don't belong here because you haven't memorized all the things. So this is resonating and making me very emotional because you're speaking so much truth and I'm having a realization here. Um, this little girl, I'm just going to show you a picture. So this little girl, this little version of Heather, four years old, started kindergarten the day after my fourth birthday. Shortly after that, I got diagnosed with a learning disability and then got pulled into a very distorted, toxic system that really broke my confidence, broke my inner will, um, just broke me, period. And unfortunately, I wasn't in an environment that could help nurture, you know, nurture me to, to get where I needed to be. And so I assumed the label of being stupid and dumb my whole life. And Part of the barriers for me have been to prove, having to prove over and over. But for some reason, there's been a deep resistance within me of being able to receive that, that knowing and that knowledge and letting go of that label. And so everything that you're saying um, is just speaking to me at the core of my being. And I think that this is the lesson that I am supposed to learn in order to let go of that attachment and be able to move to the next level. Ugh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I didn't anticipate this happening today. What a gift. Listen, I, 
<laughs> I also have to say that as you were just talking, I felt something, I mean, I have my glasses in the way, but I felt something like stroking my cheek, my right cheek over here, like from the forehead down to the cheekbone. And it just felt like it was so calming. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is something that you've experienced in your dream time a lot, or as a small child, that that was like how your angels or your spirit guides were actually trying to comfort, comfort. you, but it was, yeah. they were, yeah. yeah, it feels like it's from your pineal gland, like down to your cheekbone. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's really beautiful. And you were so turned on then. Yeah. You yeah. were so turned on then. So I just, I'm so honored to have be able to be a part of this discovery with you. Yeah. Because I think you're going to be a, a really gifted reader, Ugh. a really gifted reader. What a beautiful moment. I mean, again, I had no idea that I would be receiving such a tremendous gift today in this session. You know, I always approach this with how can I serve the greater good? How can I help others? And it's funny because I've had so many experiences throughout my podcast where I've had guests on. And honestly, the one that was receiving was myself. It was like intentional for me to receive information that allowed me to clear a block, to move in the right direction. And then through this experience that you and I are exchanging right now, it has the ability to resonate with others and to yeah. activate others. Yeah. Ah. Ah. There's this song that's coming in because my channel was sometimes well, most of the time throw songs in my head. I love and this. There's this beautiful song by the Grateful Dead. It's called Ripple. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a simple song. It always reminds me of sitting around a campfire with your friends, you know, your, your five to seven closest friends and someone's got a guitar and they're just picking out a tune. And it's this beautiful song about that you are the ripple in still water. Mm. And that as you just vibrate, it ripples out to everyone around you and it fills everybody's cup. So you filling your cup is filling my cup is filling all of the listeners cups. And like, this is your light work. This is your grid work. This is your gift to the world is letting your vulnerability guide you. Yeah. It's just, I feel so blessed. So thank you. It's oh, just such a blessing. <laughs> seriously. I mean, you know, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, before we got started, that I am not a formal person. I truly believe in just allowing spirit to guide us and receive whatever is meant to be, to be those open channels so that whatever the profound experience and, and moment that's going to help also impact the collective is allowed to happen. But if I went through my sheet and I was like, oh shit, okay, well, we haven't talked about, you know, we wouldn't be able to achieve that. It no. wouldn't happen. And therefore exactly. we aren't allowing ourselves to fully access our gift and give that gift back to the world. So this yeah. is, this has been a very validating, beautiful experience. And I'm, I'm just so incredibly honored and in awe. So with all of that being said, for all of the listeners right now who are curious, I had reached out to you and asked you to give like a little mini collective reading of what's going on in the world and how, you know, maybe it will resonate with the masses. So is this something that you're open to doing? Let's do it. I've already got a deck. 
I've already got a deck in my hand and cards are flying out and hitting the floor. So just one I moment, let me pick no them up. Problem. Do you have a particular deck that you um, really appreciate that you recommend to individuals or do you just encourage them to be called to whatever speaks to them? Always be called to what speaks to you, but one that I really recommend, and this is a little bit controversial, this deck in the tarot okay. community, okay. Um, but it's called the, it's called the light seers tarot. It's by okay. an author called Chris Ann, and it is just a really beautiful modern interpretation of the traditional tarot. And I find that it is really easy for people to connect with the stories, to connect with the energies. Actually, I've, I've decided I'm switching decks. I'm gonna use this one so that way I can show you. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's a really gorgeous deck. And, and I feel like it speaks so clearly to issues, to solutions, mm -hmm. and I just love it. So. I pulled five cards here. I'm just going to take a second and look at them and then I'll show you what they are. So we got the queen of cups. Okay. The knight of wands. So we started with two court cards, a knight and a queen. That's powerful. We have the hierophant. Mm. This is like the high priest in the deck. I love the visuals on these cards. Aren't they great? That's yeah. what I mean. These are so easy to connect with energetically, I feel. And they're not like the traditional art that we've seen. No. Oh, and the coloring. Beautiful. Yeah, the colors on them are really gorgeous. Wow. This is the Ace of Wands. This is like basically the Ace card for us fire signs. So that's okay. really beautiful too. And then the Knight of Pentacles, the Knight of Coins. Okay. And what this message is telling me is that we are really being caught. We're going to have to double down with our connection to anything that holds feminine energy. Mm. If you present as feminine, that includes your physical vessel. Mm. If you don't present as feminine, it means the, the females, your lineage, the women around you, listening to oral tradition from women, reading books by female authors, connecting in with family members who are feminine we're really being called to every cycles, moon cycles, water, anything that connects us with feminine, we okay. have got to be letting ourselves be attracted to that source. Because what's happening right now is this is not just, you know, a battle against the old way and the new way mm -hmm. against the old paradigm and the new paradigm, the, the old guard and the new wave, you know, it's also this very toxic, masculine energy and we're being called to start balancing that mm -hmm. with divine feminine mm -hmm. because that is also how we hold space for the masculine to heal so there's this really incredible energy coming in saying you need to get still and whether that means you're moving or not mm -hmm. it means create stillness in your vessel in your channel create and cultivate stillness because with stillness, we can cultivate vulnerability. And with vulnerability, we're in a position to receive. Mm -hmm. And when we're receiving, there's this message coming through saying, fear not. There's this big fear that we get about receiving because we're like, well, what if, what if I'm called to do something that I don't know how to do? So I'm just going to shut this off. Mm -hmm. I'm not superwoman. I can't. 
And what this is saying is whatever you receive is going to be coming through with aligned action steps that are ready to be taken. So don't get afraid. Don't be afraid to actually tap in and receive this. Know that all of the steps will be shown to you and it gets to be fun. It gets to turn this traditional way of following a leader on its head. We're being called to be leaders who show how to continue to be students, where it's much rounder energy. It's not the pyramid anymore. It's round. It's the teacher recognizing that the act of teaching and mentoring is also creating a studentship within them in which they can start learning what it is that is coming through these other channels that they're working with. So there's no kind of like, I'm above you. I know more. It's let me meet you where you're at. Mm. Because when I meet you where you're at, there's medicine there for me too. And so it's a much more connective energy as opposed to like having to climb. What this is going to do is this is going to start naturally decalcifying our pineal glands. It's going to open us up to the healing, to the ways that our DNA becomes rewired, the ways that we heal seven generations of disease in our very cells, the way that we tap into breaking generational cycles. And as we do that on an emotional level, it starts manifesting in our bodies in a different way. It starts manifesting with the people who start showing up for us. Mm -hmm. It starts manifesting in the ways that we run a business, the ways that we create society, the ways that we consume, everything will be affected by this. And what it's going to do is it's going to start planting all different kinds of seeds all different kinds of seeds that are that are going to create this new future that we've all been dreaming of but we're going to be a lot more innovative we're going to be a lot more plugged in to information that just doesn't exist right now mm-hmm. because when i say planting seeds i'm sure that you and i are both coming up with you know oh we're going to have like urban gardens and we're all yep. going to be you know yeah Getting we're all going to be basics. agricultural again but it feels like it's not just that. Mm-hmm. It's not just that egalitarian society with agriculture and sharing and cultivation. There's going to be new information that's going to come into our opened, healed vessels where we are creating a new earth, but in a way that we can't even conceptualize yet. And this is long-term stuff like this with this last card, Mm -hmm. I'm hearing like, this is like 15 years type stuff. This is a a cycle, but it's saying like, if you are feeling activated by this, you are one of the called. Yeah. You are one of the called. So it's just asking, do the things that create permission for you to be as you are, because the more that you are, as you are, the more open you are to these next steps. Everything in which you just spoke is resonating at the core of my being. And it's actually evoking a lot of emotion, but these tears that are wanting to come forth, they're tears of excitement and anticipation of this beautiful thing to come that so many are so scared of, you know, with change and and resistance and all of the things 
what a gift you honestly have. This is this has been such a magical experience for me. I'm going to be very honest, blown me away greater than what I thought the potential was. I think that there's a lot of listeners right now who are going to be just in awe of everything that has occurred in this last, you know, hour conversation, a lot of things that are going to resonate within them. I honor you for being so open to your calling and to embrace that calling and to being able to share these gifts with the world. We're in such desperate need of beings, light workers such as yourself to truly own it. And you have inspired me in a way today greater than I anticipated. Honestly, like I am just so in love. I, I just feel so much love in my heart. And when you were giving that calling, my heart portal was just saying yes. And the energy and the EMFs that are radiating, combating all this bullshit 5G is going, yes, this is what it's about. We have the ability to overcome this. We are going to make this shift. We're in the right direction. And I just can't thank you enough. So how can the listeners, how can they connect with you? How can they find you? I'm sure so many people right now are going, wait a minute. I need, I need to talk to this chick. So how, yeah. how can they find you? So if you go to my website, which is my name, it's www.lizzamorski.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at the femme genius and when you come to my website, I have a few different offerings. I have readings, I have mentorship, I have retreats, and I also now have an intro to tarot course, which is coming up in early February. So yeah. um, there are tons of different ways to kind of tap into this. And if, if you just want to hang out with me on social media for a while too, you'll receive the medicine there as well. Yeah. So you're awesome. Welcome. Yeah. I love your social media. For all the listeners, um, definitely go follow her, connect with her. And I will, I will make sure in the show notes that I make it easy for everyone to find access to you. And you. I think I'm going to have to be making a trip to Sweden in the future because I am being very called to have the ability to just squeeze you in person and allow our energies to intermingle. And woo, can you imagine I cannot imagine. And I would love to have you there. And this is just the only, the only line I'll say, but it was just because we had talked so much about the land and how much the land helped catalyze yeah. our healing. And that's exactly what this retreat is this summer here in Sweden. It's on this Island. It's called the motherland retreat. And it's Ooh. allowing the land to mother you back to health oh. the way that it did for me. And it's been an invitation that the woods gave me two years ago. And I kept saying, no, I, I don't know people who would come. I don't know what to do. And over the past two years, the woods every day, they're like, are you ready yet? Yeah. Nope. I'm not ready. Okay. Then let's go on this walk. And finally I answered the call. So, um, I'm excited. I would love to have you in Sweden, of course, or at any time where we can just put our hearts together. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Gosh. This has been such a pleasure, such a joy. You truly have touched my heart in an immense way. And I am very honored to have gotten to share this space with you today and to allow the audience to receive this medicine. So thank you so much for your time. And I hope you get to enjoy the rest of your evening.
Thank you. And thank you so much for having me here. This was such a beautiful experience for me as well. So thank you to you and thank you to all the listeners. It's just been such a beautiful journey together. Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja. And don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.